pilgrims. It's time for your favorite world-traveling, Bible-toting, soul-winning, Satan-hating, tried, tested, and triumphant host, Pastor A.J. Harold. Just a quick reminder to not be weary in well-doing, for as peculiar pilgrims, we're just watching, waiting, and working. Buckle up, and let's ride. Before my family and I planted the Solid Rock Baptist Tabernacle in Los Angeles, California, we traveled the country preaching, singing, and presenting the ministry in over 32 different states for right about 18 months. I had many, many, I mean really innumerable amount of meaningful conversations from men who were willing to pour into my life with sound biblical advice and also from ladies who saw our family and simply wanted to be a help and a blessing. I mean, a lot of them shared so many different personal stories, things from their childhood, things from when they had little ones, grandmothers would pour in, grandfathers. Just, I cannot tell you the amount of information, nor do I remember it all, to be honest with you, but we receive so much information, so much input, men pouring into my life, ladies pouring into our lives, even teenagers and young uh, uh, kids, really children, who also had meaningful insight for me to ponder. For example, there was a pastor in the state of Ohio who shared a very sad story with me about a man who had recently came to his church and was a huge blessing initially. This pastor, at the same time, when he started his church, he was a young pastor and he had a new church plant and he was just trying to survive. He went to tell me that he basically did absolutely everything. I mean, he continued explaining how he, the pastor, was so super busy with set up and tear down as they were renting a building so they weren't allowed to bring their stuff and leave their stuff. They had to pull a trailer with the table and the chairs and just the sound system, everything they needed. They loaded in, unloaded, weekend, week out, mid midweek service, uh, just so much. He led the singing. He took the offering. He greeted the visitors. He counseled anyone and everyone. I mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, by the way, he told me all of this and he was not complaining. He had a purpose in telling me all this at this point, and I'm probably going to say this again later, but at this point, I hadn't planted the church. I had never pastored. He was only a young pastor, so a few laps around the pool more than me at the time. And so as a pastor, he was exceptionally busy, and he really needed help. When this man the visitor that I mentioned earlier, when this man came to his church, he was willing to do absolutely anything he wanted to serve. He was a greeter. Uh, he became an usher. And he said, look, I'll do anything. So the pastor jumped on the opportunity and he plugged him in immediately again as a greeter, as an usher. Well, the very first Sunday, this volunteer took this newly given position way too far. 
I mean, he was given the title usher basically to explain his responsibilities of just greeting people, passing out the bulletin. If he saw a visitor that was there for the first time, or maybe he didn't recognize them, he would take them a visitor card. I mean, that was his job. He was the usher. Somebody needed to know where the restroom was or or when services were or how many, if they had a nursery or how many Sunday school class, whatever it was, he was the guy. He was who you asked. So he showed up for the very first Sunday. Now, again, he had been coming for a little while, not long. And immediately he was plugged in as the usher. So that very first Sunday after being asked by the pastor, will you be my one and only usher? That first Sunday, he showed up with a name badge that said his name and the words head usher. By the way, that name badge did not come from the pastor. The pastor told me he went and got it made and he put it on his suit jacket and it said head usher. By the way, again, there were no other ushers. <laughs> anyway, he was the head usher. He put that on his name tag and he treated folks as if he were a drill sergeant telling them where to sit or what to do and and just i mean pretty much everything he was very petty and it was kind of awkward to say the least the truth that this pastor shared with me that day and he did not do this publicly he was telling me this privately i had not yet pastored i was on my way during deputation and the truth that this pastor shared with me that day was over a year before we ever started the church in los angeles and I've never forgotten the advice. I believe the advice he basically gave me that day has saved me from making a mistake like the same mistake that he made. I didn't make that mistake in my ministry. This is the very verse that he shared with me that day over a decade ago. It was 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22. Specifically, it was the first part, but I'll read you the whole thing. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22, it says this, Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure. He taught me by telling me his horror story of having to remove that man from being an usher or the head usher, which truly hurt the pastor. It hurt that man, the usher, and it even damaged a few folks along the way, which he, as the head usher, wasn't even kind or nice at all. It wasn't even a thing, head usher. He made it up completely himself. Lay hands suddenly on no man. Pilgrims, two quick thoughts about this episode. One, Take your time to receive the information that someone is pouring into your life. Trust me, there is a reason most people are taking the time to pour into you. Just listen up. Be intentional with your listening. David gives us a good word picture in Psalms, all throughout Psalms, actually a few times. But here's one specific one. Psalm 86, verse 1, the Bible says, Bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. What David basically is saying is, God, please hear me out. Listen up, God. And I want to encourage you to do the same. 
If someone is willing to take the time to pour into your life, just listen up. That's the first thought I have about this episode. The second thought I have about this episode is this. Take your time to share information with someone else by pouring into their lives from your own personal life experiences. If you found a great way to do something, please don't hoard that information and keep it to yourself. Instead, share that information with someone else to help improve them. If you found a way to fail, (laughs) I like how I put that, if you found a way to fail, (laughs) don't hesitate to share that information with others as well. Your testimony of failure and God's forgiveness should be kept not just to yourself, but poured out into other people to help them not fail in the same area. That pastor in Ohio, he did not at all want me to make the same mistake that he did by teaching me to follow the biblical principle of laying hands suddenly on no man. Well, I'd like to share one more piece of advice that I also learned along the way during deputation as we visited like 32 different states in about 18 months time. This advice wasn't a don't do or do. It was more, how do you say this? Rather, it was advice in the area of perspective. Now, perspective is defined as this, a glass through which objects are viewed. Again, a glass through which objects are viewed. Now, I'm a glasses wearer. Some of you wear contacts. I used to wear contacts when I was younger, but now I'm a glasses wearer. I must have them to basically practically see anything. As soon as I wake up in the morning, I immediately put on my glasses just, I mean, so I can see. I mean, I can't safely get from my bed to the restroom or I can't leave my bedroom without them. I simply have a very skewed perspective on everything in the works without my glasses. I mean, I I can't see anything in my room, in the living room. I have a skewed perspective on absolutely everything. So I want to share with you this. When I put my glasses on, I can see clearly. Pilgrims, the advice that I received over 10 years ago has been a tremendous blessing to me down through the last eight years of trying to see a church planted and established in the greater Los Angeles area. Here was the advice of the information that helped me have a better perspective of my situation from time to time. This is what he said. People that come to your church, get saved, get baptized, join the church, and remain faithful only to leave a few months later are like scaffolding to a building. Scaffolding, unless you don't know, it's defined as a temporary structure for support. In eight years of church planning, we have seen several people come and go, yet all of them were vitally important at that time, and they've laid a temporary structure for support that still remains today eight years later. 
We almost desperately just were broken as people would leave from time to time. But we didn't understand that we needed them to survive when they were there. And what they did is helped us build to the next level. Pilgrims, the people in our lives are the same way. I used to teach in a high school and I used to often tell them, I tell my high school students, that those guys in my class are friends by proximity. And one day, most of them, they won't even talk to each other for one reason or another, but mostly because they've moved apart. And by the way, they weren't mad or anything. I mean, they won't be mad at each other or anything like that, but what they're going to realize, and now they have, I mean, literally some of them are said, I can't believe you were right. I haven't talked to him in years. I haven't talked to her in years. We don't even communicate. I'm not mad at them. I'm just not functioning in their life. I said, yeah, you're not close. You're not in proximity to them anymore. But that's how we all are. People come and go. Friends come and go. Enemies come and go. Yet all of those influences are scaffolding in the structure of our lives. To be honest, the main focus of this podcast is to help you see that, yes, people come and go, but please just slow down. Stop even if you have to, just to smell the roses of the moment. Enjoy the journey, pilgrims. As a father of 12 years, uh, 12 children with two 20-plus-year-old daughters and an 18-year-old son, I know my time of 14 of us in the same house under the same roof is quickly coming to an end. I understand that even as a father, I am scaffolding. I must enjoy the journey. Even every moment of every day, I have to enjoy that. I have to be intentional and understand that this too shall pass. If you think I'm wrong, then listen to this. Sometimes I have to remove my actual glasses in the middle of the day to clean the lens just to help me clear up my perspective in the middle of my day. Maybe this episode is you taking off your glasses and cleaning them up. And when you put them back on, you'll realize that your little girl is not so little anymore. That your little buddy, your little son is growing up and soon he'll be married and having little babies of his own. Allow this episode to be that for you. Allow this episode to be a cleaning of your perspective. That glass that you use to see things clearly. We are literally on a journey and people will come and go. Locations will change from time to time. It may hurt and will hurt at times, but please don't miss out on today because you're dreaming about tomorrow. Someone said that you can be so heavenly minded that you are of no earthly good. My six oldest children sang a song this week for the first time. It was absolutely beautiful. I wept because of the message of the song, but I also kept weeping when I thought about how they were just little babies a couple minutes ago. I'm getting older. I must continue to build, but as I do, I realize that I'm about to go to another level, leaving this level of scaffolding behind. I hope I'm being clear, my friends. Let me simply conclude by saying it this way. Number one, God is using you right now where you are and at the same time preparing you right now where you are for your tomorrows, your next level of scaffolding. 
Number two, people come and go. Family, friends, and foes, they all come and go. And that is a normal factoid function of life. Therefore, slow down and enjoy the little things, the moments that have you allowing your child to sit on your lap just a little longer. Enjoy that. Allowing your son to play one more round with you. Enjoy that. Just to stop talking and just sit silent watching them. I promise you the time goes by so quickly. Number three, teach your children this principle and tell them to never burn a bridge. The higher you go, the more scaffolding you build, the more important the base and the foundation of that scaffolding is. As you come down one day, you'll need to revisit those lower levels of scaffolding. Don't burn any bridges. Allow or excuse me, always leave the door open as you may be back in the saddle again with them one day. Lastly, don't wait. When Almighty God tells you to do something, don't hesitate. This week, my family and I have been in church every single day. We had our annual conference in our church, and our guest preacher continually preached from John chapter 21, stressing to us to come and dine. Pilgrims, immediately trust and obey the Lord. Continue to build up and up and up, realizing that true friends come and go. And they are there to help you in your time of need at that moment. And then they are gone. It's okay. I hope these simple thoughts are a blessing to you. When someone you know and love, when they leave your life, it could be a stumbling block or a stepping stool. I want to encourage you to use the experience as a stepping stool. Don't allow it to trip you up and become a stumbling block. Please allow it to be a stepping stool. Scaffolding is a real thing and people come and go. You just continue to enjoy the moment, keep building, and never let up. Thank you for listening, and I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and family. We would not exist if it were not for pilgrims just like you. If you'd like to donate to help us with the cost of these productions, use Cash App at Peculiar Pilgrims, and you won't regret it. Also, you can email us anytime with your compliments, complaints, critiques, and even criticism at peculiarpilgrimspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, fellow pilgrims, never let up.